0: How's it going, guys? It's Kyle with Dirt Bike Channel. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And I want to welcome you guys in from YouTube because this podcast is going up not only on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all those other places, it's also going up on YouTube. So I'm recording this thing. I've got two cameras set up here in my basement office here. And I've had my nose to the grind for the last four days. I haven't even basically left my house because I've got that. Uh, I've got my big promotion coming up where you can win one of my two dirt bikes. You can win a 2020 KTM 250 or or, yeah, a 2020 KTM 300 XC or the 2019 KTM 250 XC. So I want to welcome everybody in and I have been doing nothing except for responding to emails and making sure that everything is going well uh, with that stinking giveaway because that's a big part of my year here. And I want to get into uh, why EFI will save the two-stroke dirt bike because I firmly believe that it will. But before we get into that, I just want to mention if you're listening to these podcasts, please rate and review over on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you're doing that uh, because it helps uh, for the podcast to get out there and helps other people to find it. And if you have a buddy that isn't listening to the, isn't subscribed to the Dirt Bike Channel podcast, please ask them to do so because it will help. It'll help me out in the long run. So that's only if this, if this, uh, content is quality and if, if you like what I'm doing though. So if you don't like what I'm doing, don't worry about it anyway. But yeah, then in, in, on YouTube down in the comments, if you like these podcasts, if you want to see more of these podcasts uploaded to YouTube, give me a thumbs up, uh, and let me know down in the comments. That would be very, very helpful. So let's jump right into this. EFI is going to st- EFI technology is going to save the two stroke dirt bike. I'm a firm believer of this, I really, really believe this, um, and, it, and honestly, is is, is uh, EFI on the two-strokes perfect right now? So KTM has been develop, developing it, the TPI, the transfer port injection technology. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. We're not perfect yet, but we are three model years into this, and it's getting better each time. It was very, very close in 2008, but there were some kinks. And then in 2019, they kind of made some improvements, but in some ways, it, 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 it showed some other deficiencies. And then now I feel like in the 2020 model year, it's gotten even, even better. And yeah, there are some naysayers out there, you know, that are saying, Hey, I'll never own one of those EFI pieces of crap. Um, and my response to that is, well, you know what, if you stay in this sport for very long, I'm pretty sure that you will. And the reason for that is because I'm looking at what has happened in our, in our, in, you know, in the, in the dirt bike market in the last 10, 15 years. You know, there are some, and there's some people out there are saying, well, Hey, if, uh, you know, the, the naysayers, some of the naysayers will say, Hey, I can fix my carburetor on this, on the trail with the screwdriver, but you can't do that with EFI. And I think, I, th- I think what they mean to say is, Hey, I can tune my carburetor on the trail because here's the thing. We aren't fixing our carburetors out there. We're tuning them. Right. And the whole point of EFI when it's done right is so it doesn't need tuning. I have never actually had to work on my carburetor on the trail. There are times where I've had like a broken throttle cable, um, but I wasn't actually working on my carburetor, you know? And so if, and if I'm tuning, um, (laughs) you know, if I need a, if I need a screwdriver in the middle of my ride to tune my bike, um, that's a shortcoming of that system. Now I understand that that's kind of the way it works when we're getting, when we're starting out. Uh, when you, when you get a new bike, you're, you'll be tuning, you'll be tuning the carburetor and that's totally fine. I do that. I'm doing that right now with the beta. I've got a, I've got a 2020 beta 200 RR. And, uh, the next time I go out, I will be taking a screwdriver so I can adjust my air screw. I've got jets and needles coming for the bike today. They should be probably right on my doorstep because I ordered them from Rocky mountain ATV yesterday. One of the things I love about Rocky mountain ATV is if I order something before about, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon they will be on my doorstep the very next day. And it's free shipping on orders of over 75 bucks. Now it may not be the next day for you, but you probably will get it within two days. And I love that. So, so today I am being tasked again this afternoon with going out there and trying to make the carbureted bike run better. It runs pretty good, but I'm going to put in a different needle and a different main jet. And I might've even ordered a different idle jet. I can't remember, but that's the whole thing is EFI is, when it's done right, and most of the time, in my experience on the bikes that I've had, it is working nearly perfectly. Um, that is an improvement in the system. Okay, so I'm I'm going to get into a little bit more on this on this later. But yeah, and and then other other people will say, yeah, well, you know, it's adding complexity and it's weight. It's adding weight, and I say, yeah, but didn't it do that to the four strokes too? I'm, let me, where's my, where's my drop in here? Didn't, didn't it, didn't it do that to the four strokes too? Oh, I've got to turn that up. I'm going to get better at this. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a lot better at some of these drops right here that I'm adding in. And you, and you guys are, you guys are really, you guys are going to just love the drops as, as this happens more and more. But yeah, it added, you know, EFI added complexity and weight to the four strokes too. That's right. And there was an outcry from many of the four stroke uh, people that, hey, look, the four strokes have gotten even more complex than they already uh, already were. Remember when that was happening? See, I came into this sport in right when, you know, the whole revolution to EFI was happening on the four strokes. My first bike was a 2009 YZ450F and it had a carburetor. And guess what? The bike ran pretty good. But it never ran perfectly because I never tuned it. I was too intimidated by the fat, by the carburetor, didn't know what I was doing. Everything was crammed in there so tight. And so I didn't do anything with it. And luckily it ran okay, but it didn't run perfect. And, the, and here's the thing we have gotten so used, we, in, in the four-stroke world, we've gotten so used to them basically running perfect that we've forgotten what it was like when those carburetors and those machines were intimidating. And they're especially intimidating to new riders, right? So, you know, it's funny because we we forget those things so quickly. You know, and people forgot about the fact that the four-strokes... um, got more, got more complex because they got used, they got used to them running. And, and here's the th- Here's the other thing is people don't know how to tune four strokes anymore because they don't need to. No one talks about tuning their four stroke. I mean, Maybe they'll put a different, you know, um, a different vor- like ECU on there, like a vortex to ECU or a, or a get ECU or something like that, but you don't have to tune your four stroke anymore. And that's what we're coming to. That's what we're going to get to on the two strokes. You know, so no, the two stroke TPI bikes are not perfect. Uh, some of them are cold blooded. Uh, they're kind of lean on the bottom end some of the times, and there are some issues out there, but they are getting better. And like I mentioned before, we are now three model years into this and uh, they're getting better and better. And honestly, I think that the, that the two stroke uh, bikes that we have right now, the EFI bikes at uh, three model years in, I think that they are just as good or better than the four strokes were at this juncture. So stop and think about that. I think, I think they're a little bit better now, three model years in than where the four strokes were three model years in. I could be wrong. I was just a newbie in dirt bikes at that time, but that is, that is how I see this. So let's talk about why EFI is definitely going to, well, in my opinion, why EFI is going to save the two stroke dirt bike. Well, number one is the Japanese, the Japanese manufacturers had pretty much and uh, to for the most part have have still given up completely on the two stroke dirt bike market even though there's a little bit of a resurgence here there's a big resurgence in the off road and the enduro side of things and even red bull straight rhythms you know the last 2 years has been two strokes only because because the people who d- run these marketing companies like red bull red bull is a marketing company they're not they're not an energy drink company it, they're they're a marketing company and they know that the two strokes are this exciting market. They, they know it's kind of this untapped niche. And so they said, Hey, we're going to have, we're going to have Red Bull straight rhythm be two strokes, you know, exclusively for the last two years. Why is this important? Well, because if you look at it, Honda doesn't make a two stroke. Um, Yamaha still makes their YZ 250 but they haven't made any changes to it in over like 10, 15 years. KX doesn't, you know, Kawasaki doesn't have a two stroke. Um, Suzuki doesn't have a two stroke. Why am I bringing this up? Because There are emission standards in Europe and the only bikes that are bringing us two strokes realistically are the European bikes. You've got KTM, you've got gas, gas, you've got Husqvarna, you've got Sherco, and there are emission standards in Europe that are a big deal. There's the Euro five and the Euro four emission standards. And basically what this is, what this means is that if KTM didn't meet these emission standards, they would have to stop selling bikes in Europe. Okay. And if KTM stops selling bikes in Europe, basically they go out of business. Okay. And so we don't get those two strokes here in the U S because they're not selling them in Europe either. So that, that is a big deal. Okay. So because of the TPI, so then they're like, they're the only way we can get through this. The only way we can do this that we know of is to, is to control the oil and control the fuel going in there. We've got to control all that so that we can make the bike run leaner, run a lot less oil at those low RPMs because they don't need, your bike doesn't need to be 60 to one at, at, um, at idle. So we were, you know, historically uh, an older KTM or whatever, we were running motor X at 60 to one. That's what we were mixing the gas that Well, guess what they don't need 60. They don't need one part of oil in 60 parts gas. When they're idling, they probably need somewhere between 100, 150 and 200 to one, when they're, when they're idling, you know, so KTM was like, look, we can control this. We can, we can burn a lot less oil and we can keep the emissions down a lot lower if we do TPI. And so TPI EFI on two strokes is going to save them just solely because that KTM can still continue to push the, push the envelope forward and sell, continue to sell dirt bikes, you know? So it's, it isn't rocket science there. Um, so that's one of the ways that TPI saves two strokes is because KTM continues to then be able to sell them year in Europe and in the United States. Okay, here's another reason why TPI or EFI on these two strokes is going to save the two stroke dirt bike. Think about it. Most people, when they get on one of these TPI bikes, they are experiencing for the first time how a two stroke motor can run. I know this firsthand. Because in my position, one of the things that has surprised me more than just about anything else is that people aren't even checking the tire pressure. Like we assume that everyone out there is doing all these, you know, these fancy checks and you watch these YouTube videos about, you know, bike setup and all this stuff. But the reality is when I meet people on the trail and when I talk to them on the phone and when I talk to them on email, most of those people are not even checking checking the tire pressure on their bikes. They're not doing setup and they are certainly not tuning their carburetors. They're not leaning anything out. I wasn't doing it. And I think most of the people out there that are new to dirt bikes are not doing that. So if they if they buy a two stroke, it runs however crappy it came from the factory. And if they're not at the perfect altitude, or whatever, it's, it's not exactly running properly. And so all of these people will get on these TPI bikes. And I know, because I, I hear, I hear emails from people every single day of the week of like, Hey, I just got this new KTM uh, TPI bike and I am so thrilled with it. It runs so amazing. I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I didn't know about this. And I'm sad that I waited this long. I hear, I hear these types of sentiments from people all the time. So now with EFI on a two stroke, they get this amazing experience for the first time they're experiencing it for the first time on a two stroke. They get this amazing experience and they don't have to tune anything. They just get the bike and they ride, you know? So those same people that are not even checking the tire pressure, at least now, even though the suspension may not work, may not work as properly as it should, at least now the motor is going to work, you know? So that's huge. So That's one of the other reasons why it's going to save two stroke. Um, so after EFI came along to the four strokes, they became easy. It's making the two strokes even, you know, easier. One one thing, one thing that I think happened when we, when we got the EFI four strokes is it made the two strokes seem hard. Right. Because, because, and this, this is how I, this is how I felt about it. I was like, oh my goodness. If you look at all these four strokes, it's just plug and play. It's just like my car, you know, and, and it seemed like they were just, it just seemed more natural. And the two strokes seemed like hard because you had to mix fuel and a lot of people didn't understand like fuel ratios, like people still don't understand fuel ratios. They, they, they don't know that there's a difference between air fuel ratio and fuel oil ratio. These things are like foreign concepts to them. And to some people it's like rocket science. So then when you, when you combine, like you've got jetting and jetting has to do with your, with your carb inside your carburetor and people like, well, there's the jetting issues. There's the mixing fuel issues. Everything just seems so hard, you know, and, and it, 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 when you put those two together, the jetting and, and the oil and the fuel, it's very hard because the jetting is dealing with the fuel air ratio, right? And the mixing of the fuel, the oil and the fuel is, is dealing with the fuel oil ratio. And those two, those two are separate things. Now they, they, they interact with one another, but they're separate things. And there's all these like little things that go on. Like, Hey, if you, let's say we don't even touch the carburetor at all. We can change our our fuel air mixture just by changing our fuel oil mixture. So just follow along with me here. Basically, the way and the way and it becomes very confusing for people because if you let's say you went somewhere, um, you 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 maybe went you were at sea level and you came up to three thousand feet or something and you wanted to run a little bit less fuel. One of the ways that you could run less fuel was by mixing more oil in. To the gas. And the reason why that works is because you're essentially making the fuel thicker. And so less fuel is going to go through those little orifice, orifices in your carburetor. And that would effectively lean out the fuel air mixture. So you're enriching the fuel oil mixture, enriching the oil in the fuel. And that way that then has this converse effect where you're leaning out the fuel air mixture in the bike. So there are all these little urban legends out there about how, you know, this is this and it all, and it just, it, it, it all ends up just being confusing for the, for the average guy. All of that is gone. Now with EFI coming to two strokes, all of that is gone. There is no jetting. There is no mixing fuel. It's just plug and play. It's just like the four strokes are. And so it takes some of that complexity. It takes some of that, you know, intimidation factor out of that deal. Um, to EFI and two strokes is also going to save the two stroke dirt bike because it makes the two stroke less of a target for the environmentalists in the USA. I'm talking about, uh, about mostly California, but you have uh, environmentalists all over the country and they're in California. You have green sticker, you have red sticker, you have all these different things, and this makes these bikes a lot smaller of a target because they're not pumping out quite so much emissions out there into the environment. And it's going to be easier to get a green sticker, you know, TPI bike than it is to get a green sticker carb, uh carbureted two-stroke bike. I'm sure of it. Now I think it's a stupid argument because if you look at this, and I, I, I have this conversation with people all the time, if you look at this, you've got um, 100 lawnmowers for every dirt bike. In fact, you might have 500 lawnmowers for every dirt bike. So if we're so concerned about the, about the emissions put out by these small engines, um, it's just, it's just kind of uh, hypocritical could, to only look at the dirt bikes because there are lawnmowers out there. There are line trimmers out there. Think about it. Every single person on your street probably has a lawnmower and a line trimmer, a weed eater. And it's highly probable that that weed eater is a two stroke. And it's kicking out just as much emissions as, as anything else. And so, and there's more of them, you know, there's all of these, there's all this yard equipment, there's all these small engines, you know, and, but two strokes are an easy target because it's, people think it's loud and, and they they can see the smoke coming out of the exhaust and all this stuff. If you watch these two stroke TPI bikes, some of the time you can't see any, any, uh, smoke coming out of them because they're not running a crap ton of extra oil in the fuel, um, so that is, that is a good, it's a good thing to have less, um, less of that garbage getting out into the environment and it makes it a small, these TPI bikes are a smaller target for the environmentalists. So, um, another reason why it will save two strokes is because of improved fuel economy. So one of the other things, um, that happened with, with the four strokes is the four strokes seemed to be to, to people, they seem to be a little bit more fuel, uh, fuel efficient, And some of that has to do with the design of the motor, but I think, I think, you know, the way that things work and how clean things burn in the four stroke. But I think a big part of that was just the fact that once four strokes went over to EFI and they weren't dumping fuel on the ground, the gap on that, um, perceived fuel economy mileage or fuel mileage economy, or whatever I want to say, that gap got bigger because the four strokes now weren't dumping fuel out. You know, I, on, on the two strokes, I see this all the time. I see fuel coming out of the overflow tubes on a carbureted two stroke. Every time we stop somewhere, I can see it drip, drip, drip out of somebody's car, out of somebody's overflow tubes, or I can look down, especially happens a lot. You see it a lot on slick rock where you stop and you've got a rock underneath you. And so you can easily see the, the color, you know, the dis, the discoloring of the rock, um, right under a, right under somebody's dirt bike. The EFI bikes are not doing that you know, and then also when you dump your bike over or you have to lay it over into a hillside, it isn't just sitting there and draining fuel because of the way that they work. And so you get improved fuel economy. That's another reason why, e- why TPI is going to save these two-stroke bikes. So because it's not dumping out gas. And then one more bonus reason for you why I, why I feel like the EFI bikes are going to save the two-stroke is because they run so freaking clean and they run so smooth. And what that does is it translates the bike and it makes it feel like they're even lighter than, than before. So the two stroke has always felt like it was a lighter, it was a lighter, more agile, more nimble feeling bike than the four stroke. And that's just because of physics of the, uh, you know, the, the gyroscopic effects of the four stroke motor with the extra moving parts in there. And just the fact that it's just this big, you know, this big hunk of metal in there with all these parts. And, and most of them are moving. There's a lot more moving parts. It just has a more of a gyroscopic effect on the bike, which makes it feel more stable. Now that's a good thing in some ways, but in other ways it makes, it can make the bike feel heavy and, and the two stroke bikes don't have that feel. So just inherently, naturally, the two strokes feel a little bit lighter, a little bit more nimble. And the EFI bikes, because of the way that they run so crisp, so clean, so smooth, it makes those feel even lighter than before. I mean, I feel like it, it seems like, and, and and some of the, I, that's part of the reason why I feel like some people, um, think that there's less bottom end on these bikes, on these TPI bikes is because they feel so much lighter. Now the 300 feels more like a 250 and the 250 feels like just this free revving, amazing 200 that has even more power. And so it's just kind of like this, this interesting thing that it's hard to put your finger on, but I feel like they're running so smooth, so crisp, so clean that they feel lighter than the carburetor bikes. That's just a a sensation that I'm getting. So I am all about um, saving two strokes. And I think that I I know that EFI is the future. It is, we're not going back to carburetors. Uh, KTM isn't going to go back to carburetors. Eventually If you're going to be selling a two-stroke dirt bike, I think gas, gas, I think Beta, I think Sherco, they will all have to come along. And I'm not even saying that they should immediately. They don't have to. There's nothing wrong with the carburetor. Well, I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong, but the carburetor works fantastically well. So we don't have to have the carburetor. But but I mean, in the environment that we live today with, with environmentalists and emissions and all these things, eventually we have to be moving that way. Otherwise it's going to be bad for our industry. Mark my words on that. And so TPI EFI two strokes are going to save that market in the end. Another thing that a lot of people don't, um, don't know, um, cause like in 2007, right before KTM went to their EFI models, they stopped running the key carburetor, right? And they went to the Mikuni carburetors and, and so many people didn't love that transition. That's a whole other podcast that I'll do. So a lot of people didn't love that transition because then they forgot how to work on a carburetor. They didn't know what jets to use in their in their new McCuni carburetor, and so they were frustrated. And a lot of people think that you can't tune them as well. And I don't. I don't think that's the case. But but here's one thing that I do know, and I know this from talking to KTM executives. The reason why they switched over to the McCune carburetor is because Kehan. You know, their longtime carburetor partner would not guarantee stock levels for KTM anymore in the numbers that they needed. Why is that? You ask the reason why they wouldn't guarantee the stock levels is because Keehan is focusing on EFI, the throttle body EFI. They know that's the future and they know if they want to stay relevant as a business, they have to be focusing less on the carburetors and more on the EFI. And so they would not guarantee the number of carburetors that KTM wanted. Okay. So then KTM has to go out to bid with that and they go out and McCUNY grabs the bid. So it wasn't because KTM wanted to stop using the key carburetor. It was because Kian wouldn't guarantee that they would make enough carburetors for KTM because they can see the future. So that should tell you something about EFI and two strokes. That should tell you something about TPI. If your major, one of your major carburetor companies who has got this long-standing contract with KTM, if they go out there and they say, Hey, guess what? We're not going to be able to, we're not going to make enough carburetors for you anymore because we're focusing on this other thing. That should say, that should, that should tell us something seriously. So I hope you guys like these podcasts. Um, again, if you would rate them and review them, that would be awesome. If you like the fact that I'm uploading this one to YouTube, you need to tell me down in the comments below, um, because it is quite a bit more work for me to do it this way. Um, if you're just listening out in podcast land, it doesn't matter because you weren't looking at my ugly mug anyway. Um, yeah. And, and one other thing, if you haven't gotten involved, if you're looking over at the screen right here, I've got um, both of my KTMs are, uh, are up for grabs. I have a 2020 KTM 300 XC that I'm giving away. It's the 300 XC TPI. Um, and I'm also giving away the 2019 KTM 250 XC. It's the last guard of the uh, the pinnacle. I mean, that, that is the pinnacle of the carbureted dirt bike right there, in my opinion. Is that 2019 KTM 250 XC. Both of those bikes are going to be given away. And I'm giving eight other people $100 gift cards. How do you get involved with this? It's pretty simple. You go over to dirtbikechannel.com. Right now, I have all the details over there. For every $5 that you spend on my website, you get an entry into the contest, okay? Um, So if you buy a t-shirt for $25, that gives you five entries. Um, There's also a mail-in option that you can do. All the details are over there. No purchase is necessary, but it is one of the ways I'm supporting my family, and I hope that you guys uh, enjoy enjoy that. And the way that it, the way that it works, it's not like the top spenders. That's not how it is. Once the sweepstakes closes, I send all the information over to my accountant, and he he does a random uh, drawing based on the total number of entries that are there. He gives me ten finalists then what I will do is I will go live on YouTube and live on Facebook on somewhere around December 17th, December 18th, and we will draw out the winners out of those 10 finalists. So you'll have eight people that are going to win $100, $100 gift card, and then two people are going to win dirt bikes. The number one winner, the grand prize winner, is going to have to choose between the 2020 KTM and the 2019 KTM, and then the runner-up gets the, uh, the next prize there. The runner-up has to choose, do they want uh, well, the runner up doesn't have to choose anything. They just have to choose how often they're going to ride their new freaking awesome dirt bike. So anyway, that's all I've got for you guys. And, uh, sorry, I've been a little bit distracted today. I am going to sign off right now and I hope you guys have an awesome, awesome afternoon.